Whether you're a geek, a gamer, a TV or movie enthusiast, a modeler, a tabletop wargamer, or any of the above, welcome to Gamer Lives. My name's Josh Shoebridge, and I'd like to welcome you all to the first and premiere episode of Gamer Lives. Uh, the show will be released on the 13th of February 2019, and in this episode of Gamer Lives, I'll be running solo while regaling you with stories from CanCon and news from Geekdom. If you are a new listener, which, guess what, you all are of Gamer Lives, I would like to hear from you. Please visit our Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube channel for more content and let us know how we can improve. If you've liked this episode of Gamer Lives, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. In this episode, we've got a number of things we'd like to talk about. We're going to be talking about CanCon. We're going to be talking about Star Wars Legion. We're going to be talking about wargaming products that caught my eye at CanCon. We're going to be talking about upcoming movies, uh, movies I've watched recently with my family. And also, we're going to talk about some geek... Uh, YouTube channels and get ready for next week's episode. So what we're going to be trying to do here, and when I say trying, I say me, and hopefully if everything works uh, better than it did yesterday, (laughs) uh, uh, you'll be having a show every week released on a Wednesday. So let's get into it. So as I said, uh, most of the time it's going to be a solo mission from me. And we will have... Every now and then, uh, a couple of co- uh, like guest co-hosts come on. We'll have uh, guests who are, I think are worthy to interview come on air and have a have a chat with us and go from there. Now, uh, I do have a couple of housekeeping things here. Yes, we have uh, a few social media accounts. Now, uh, the Facebook link I can't really give you on air because it's got a number of numbers on it and it's impossible to make it simple until we get a specific amount of likes on the page being a new podcast and with all of that fun stuff you can find a link on the show notes which will be attached to the uh, podcast itself or you can follow it straight to the podcast website which will be on uh, Simplecast and again I will make sure I give that link as one of the first things you see in the show notes, you can go straight there. You can have a look at everything. But Instagram's very e- easy. Instagram's going to be where I'm probably most active. So if you go to Instagram.com slash Podcast, hit the follow button there and you'll be able to see random memes, pictures of products or projects that I'm doing currently. And uh, yeah, that'll be definitely what you see on Instagram. You'll also see events that I go to and hopefully the odd video and have a bit of fun with that. Now, uh, let's get into it. I think yeah, let's 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 try and get in. It, it's going to be interesting running solo. Uh, if you are um, a fan of my previous podcast, The Hobby Desk, which has been put to sleep, and there's a reason for that, and I'll get into it one day. Most of the reason is I got very sick, and now I'm at that point now where I feel a bit better. I can come in now and sit down at my studio and record and actually not feel too stressed about it. I've still been doing a lot of stuff with one of our uh, great friends of Hobby Desk Australia Productions, the Wargaming Recon, which is part of the TSR network, and you'll be definitely hearing a promo from them at some point during this episode. Now, uh, as I said... Uh, anything I talk about during this uh, podcast will be links in the show notes. Show notes are going to be where you'll find a basic overview, links to products, 
links to social media, links to uh, people, and all of the fun stuff that you know comes out here. And as I said in the intro before, if you are in, uh, if you enjoy the podcast within itself, please leave a five star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's something that will definitely help grow the community, help grow the podcast, it will grow everything. That way, we'll be able to have more shows more regularly, uh, more niche shows as well. Uh, you'll find that this one's. I wanted to to do a show basically just about geekdom and geeky things and the you know the the hobby desk itself being a wargaming one sort of you know squished everything in. So now uh, what we have is this awesome opportunity now to have this platform to talk about geek culture, geekdom in any uh, manner, shape, or form that really uh, you know takes a cake. So this is going to be a fairly raw live podcast. I want it to be that way. The reason why I want it to be that way, it's more real. More real means more geeky, I think. I think that's all. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. So moving on from there. So recently we had CanCon. CanCon is the largest tabletop and geek wargaming convention uh, in Australia. Happens on the Australia Long Weekend. For those outside of the country who don't know when that is, that's uh, the 26th of January. And it goes for the whole weekend. So uh, people get there Friday and then yeah, Saturday, Sunday game i think some sometimes i do stuff on monday so i'm not i, I don't think they did that this year like i'm pretty sure they didn't i think they had a few stalls open on the monday uh however so the reason why i'm talking about cancon is i uh, with another friend of mine uh, andrew we entered in a star wars legion tournament that was fun. <laughs> it was it was quite quite the experience. It's the first tournament I've actually ever been in. I've been wargaming for twenty years, and yeah, it was quite quite good. Being like everything leading up to it, the the army list building, the painting, the modeling, everything, every aspect of it came. It, it was it was very fun. And despite the fact that I lost every game I played. It was quite fun. It was it was great. There, there was only the odd, uh, not even the odd. There was only like one one issue I had, and that's uh, I won't get into it because <laughs> I don't want to start any arguments with any of the people I play. Because the crux of the matter is, most of the people I played uh, were great people. Like I've got nothing bad to say about their their personal character in any manner, shape, or form. It was it was great. It was good fun. And uh, I, I tell you, I've got some photos up on Instagram of the of the event, and uh, I think we had a video or two. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely add a couple of videos. I've definitely got it on the on the good old GoPro, which was fun. It was it was actually kind of good just to go. Uh, it was Andrew and I just went out. We we had a few mates who were already up there that we we bumped into, which was great. And uh, I'll I'll give you the standings of of the of the event. So the event was run by a great bloke by the name of Lindsay. He runs Games Cubes in Canberra. Uh, not Canberra, sorry, Sydney. Sorry, sorry, Lindsay. Sorry, Lindsay. Uh, quite 
the history on him, by the way, and I'll, I'll get to that uh, in a later episode. So I'd like to have him on here because some of the things he has accomplished in geek culture and geekdom itself is fantastic. Not everyone can really say that they've had the history that he's got. Now, the we had a grand total of 14 people uh, who were signed up, and we had the odd people person drop in and out of the uh, of of the event. Now the the winner of the actual event, his name was Peter Lyons, a man from Moree, and he far out just he swept it up with his list of, uh, of Imperials, and he did a fantastic job of it. He really well, I, I liked his paint scheme, but the the painting aspect of the of the tournament, the the win on that one was. That was one by a bloke by the name of Fang, who was, I tell you what, nice guy, same position as me, young father, loves Star Wars. But it was his first tabletop war game. And I tell you, and if I'm wrong, Fang, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> but uh, he, he won the painting comp. He's, the way he's painted was fantastic. It was beautiful. I'll definitely have to put pictures up. Uh, if you want to see pictures of this, and if you are into Star Wars Legion, you can head. You can request to join the Star Wars Legion Australia page in the Star Wars Legion Canberra. And he's got a bunch of photos of his army out there. It's fantastic, beautiful thing. Now, uh, so as I said, there, there was it was a, a number of people, fourteen people. We would have had more if Cancun could have uh, had enough tables for us. Believe it or not, uh, and hopefully because we had the turnout we had this year, we'll have next year. Will be great. We'll have a lot more than what we had. Uh, I know for a fact there was a like a big number that rocked up to the uh, LVO, and we. If you want to hear about that, go and check out the Star Wars Legion Outriders podcast. They they fantastic uh, uh, coverage of that, photos on their Facebook, and the fact that they all participated in it. And there was uh, another bloke who participated in it. Is also got one of the best blogs on Legion, in my opinion. Uh, took part in the event too, and it, fantastic. Anyways, as I was back, back to what I was saying. The the ranking system. So we had uh, Peter Lyons came first. Friend of the show, Andrew Allen came fourth. Uh, he he had a really good run, and the only reason why, and, and I'm going going to say this as as uh, politically not politically as uh, as nice as I can and it's the way that the Star Wars Legion tournaments are set up they if you played Legion you understand that the kind of game that you play when you do, draw the cards out tell you how many victory points you could potentially win now there are ones where you can win more than 8 there are ones where you can only win 3 now Paul Andrew only got the ones where you could win the least amount you could win, and I feel sorry for him. He played such a good way, and he's one of the best people I've ever played. That's why we play together a lot. Now, uh, saying that, uh, CanCon was not 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 just for the tournament. The tournament was fun. Like, I will do it again. I will do it probably every year. Uh, as long as Legion is there, I'll be there. Now, the best thing I I. Th- thoroughly enjoyed about going to CanCon was all the different products and things that were out and about and as I said I I see a lot of things I play a lot of different war games and 
I like to paint. I like to build scale models as well. That's another geeky thing we can talk about sometimes. And uh, actually, that's something I did pick up at uh, at CanCon. I I bought my my two year old and my four year old, uh, respectively, an X Wing and a Tie Fighter. Uh, the the Revel um, model kits, the the Easy Snap model kits, and I got them from the Good Game store, and that relatively r- relatively good price. I, I I'd like to to think uh, I picked up a one seventy second scale Blackhawk helicopter model from the second hand, and a little box of little one seven thousand yeah one to seven thousand scale uh, World War Two ships for a tabletop game as well. I got that at the second hand store too, and uh, but the the best product that I saw that I got to the point where I'm like, I'm, I'm going to purchase this. This is going to be my last purchase for the weekend. And that was the Halo Deluxe uh, painting stand by Battlefield Accessories in cahoots with the Eureka Miniatures. Best purchase I've ever made when it's come to hobby supplies. It is the best thing. I'm going to leave a link in the description. Go show them some love. They, I am not being paid to say this in any manner, shape, or form. They just created a great product. I've been using it with every single bit of uh, modeling I've done in the last, oh, how long has it been? Three weeks. It, it took a couple couple hours to put together because it is an MDF uh, laser, laser cut, but once you get it all together, it is perfect uh it's essentially uh, an arch when you say halo you think of like halo the game it's an arch with led strip lighting coming straight down you got holes to put your painting and it sits on top of these two little shelf draw, draw things which have uh paint brush holders on them too like little rampy things that that keep everything perfect uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it uh i enjoyed looking at it i enjoy using it i've got no qualms and it is now, it's probably not meant to be portable, <laughs> but I'm finding it quite portable. I, I have a, a workshop that I go to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and that's where I set myself up and I do a lot of painting and building there. And I just chuck it in the back of the car, bring it home. So I've got it sitting in my car right now at the front of my house, and I'm going to bring it in inside for the next few days when I'm not at the, at the, uh, the workshop. Which so well, you can't get any better than that. Now, uh, so that was CanCon. That was uh, I, I enjoyed CanCon. Well, I'll probably do a better uh, episode on a wargaming convention the next one I go to. The next one I go to will probably be WinterCon, which is CanCon in the winter. In one, so instead, it's, so CanCon's usually held at Exhibition Park in Canberra, which is over a number of different. Uh, Pavilions, uh, CanCon in, sorry, the WinterCon is held in one pavilion, and it's always oh, it's always nice to go to it. There, it's it's fun, it's cozy, and it's usually just the locals, which is great. But then you find you get the people from Sydney, Brisbane, and all that. And we had a, a guy from New Zealand fly directly over to play Legion in a tournament setting. I thought that was fantastic. The the level of dedication it took for someone just to come over and and play it was great. Poor guy though. <laughs> oh man, he he definitely he got the raw end at the start of it because he drew he drew the first buy. <laughs> Poor bastard. But anyway, uh, it happens. That's that's just how it, how it happens, unfortunately. Now, uh, moving on. 
that was my my stomach. I swear that was just my stomach. But anyway, moving on. Uh, we had the week before. I had the opportunity to go to Sydney. And if people don't know, I live in a little rural town that's about six and a half hours away from Sydney, six and a half hours from Melbourne, and three hours from Canberra. So, uh, but I'm on the coast, which is it's even better. We've got a great community here. In future episodes, we're actually going to talk to the owner and founder of the only uh, local gaming store that we have here. Then, you know, just find out more about them. Get them on here, have some fun, have some, just have a laugh. Uh, but anyway, as I was saying, yeah, so it's, it's far away from any of the cities. They're currently showing at the, hold on, let's just go over here. Uh, currently showing at the Powerhouse Museum in Sydney, or the Museum of Applied Arts and Science, is... An exhibition, which I tell you what, is fantastic. Now, ask yourself, who would you be if you were a character from Star Wars? <laughs> Another Star Wars thing for you guys. <laughs> Find out as you build your own personal and unique Star Wars hero in an, this interactive exhibition featuring 200 original star wars objects and i mean and i mean they are original there are original models of the star destroyer the x-wings the tie finders there are props lightsabers costumes puppets props any droids you think of it it's there and like that's why i went i took my four-year-old for the fact that it was interactive now, uh, designed for visitors of all ages, explore your own identity and learn about the forces that shape you through a series of interactive stations within the exhibition. Uh, each answer will give you a will define a unique Star Wars character that you'll create and meet at the end of the ex- exhibition. And I'll tell you what, it's fantastic. You pick the race, you pick the job, you pick everything about this, thing, and then your personality shines through with the questions that come through. Now. I, for one, did not realise how flippin' large a a Star Destroyer was as a model. It was huge. It was massive. Uh, You can see... And the other thing I didn't realise how big was R2-D2. They have an original R2-D2 there. They've got the Millennium Falcon, Yoda. and That's the puppet from The Empire Strikes Back. Darth Vader's suit from Return of the Jedi. His lightsaber... Uh, Luke's lightsaber, the list goes on and on. Now, uh, if you are in Sydney and you are able to get to the Powerhouse Museum, it is relatively well-priced, in my opinion. uh, And you've got a child under the age of four uh, is free. And it's fantastic. Or take the family. Uh, Andrew also went. We actually, one of the funny things is we uh, we bought the same shirt that you can exclusively get at the Star Wars exhibition, and uh, so we we both wore our shirt. There was a bit of our team shirt for the for the for the event. It was fantastic. Uh, now, I, as I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I even reviewed it on Facebook. I don't review things on Facebook. I reviewed this because of how good it was. Uh, the smile on both myself and my son's face was worth everything. I absolutely uh, implore anyone who has the opportunity to go and 
see this, go hit it up. It's fantastic. Now, uh, as I said, that's 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 uh, that's Star Wars for you. I'm not going to talk about Star Wars anymore. Looking at my list, going, yeah, it might come up once or twice. But anyway, uh, we're going to move on to uh, movies coming up and movies recently watched just after this. What is Wargaming Recon? December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. 3,000 miles from home, an American army is fighting for you. We today have concluded an agreement to end the war and bring peace with honor in Vietnam. The world will note that the first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima, a military base. Historical Wargaming for your ears, only at WargamingForums.com. Welcome back, and thank you for that momentary spasm there, where we hear from one of the friends of the show. I know that wasn't funny, guys. I'm sorry. And when there's other people on here, I swear it'll get better. I promise. Bear with me. We are a new show. Anyways. Now, movies coming up. uh, Upcoming releases. And this is in Australian dates. Uh, As I said, I'm Australian. I'm not going to give a crap about America or Britain or anywhere else. Most of the time we get movies first. So suck it. I don't give a crap. Anyways. Now, uh, coming up. A uh, bit of a like as I said, I'm going to focus on the geek things, and I'm I'm going to put this one in the geek section because it's comedy, it's period, and it's got uh, some very good actors in it. Stan and Ollie we released 21st of February and 2019. It was filmed last year. And as we move on, The King of Thieves 2018. Uh, that's coming out in the 28th of February, 2019. Now that has got Michael Caine, Charlie Cox, and Michael Gamden. Now it looks like it's going to be a fantastic one. And in the trailer, you see, um, Michael Caine get pretty pissed off, which is, you know, he's scary when he's angry. Just saying. Was not, yeah. But anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, what do we got? Straight after that, 7th of March here we go, Captain Marvel. I am looking forward to this one. This one's going to be setting up our our year, in my opinion, it's setting up the year for MCU. Now we've got Captain Marvel, then we've got Spider Man. We've got in April, which is going to be fantastic. We all know it's coming in April, and we're not going to talk about it because it's not the month yet. But anyway, Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson, uh, grace our screens uh, for the next installment in the MCU, uh, which is. If you've seen any of the trailers, it looks fantastic. The f- I, I'm just ecstatic that the the, the the level of actors they got coming into these shows, it's making everything like awesome. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm loving it. Uh, another geek one coming out 28th of March, The Lego Movie 2, the second part. I, I have to admit, I am very excited for that. Chris Pratt, uh, Will Arnett's Batman. <laughs> I <laughs> love his Lego Batman. A funny story about Batman, right? So my youngest, uh, my two-year-old, Gabriel, he he loves Batman. He loves Lego. And uh, 
he well, obviously he can't read. He's two. However, if he sees a capital B anywhere, he goes Batman, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be riding, driving around, and there'll be a car with a letter B on their license plate, and he'll see it, and he'll say, Batman! <laughs> oh, man. Some of the things that kids do, <laughs> it's, it's amazing, and especially if you are sort of grooming them to become geeks, <laughs> it, it gets amazingly cool. Uh, again, we'll get into that one day further on in the track of the podcast. Uh, it's, yeah, being a dad's great, it's, Especially when you can share these things, uh, yeah, these things with it. Like, like let's share. I, I took Alex and Gabriel to go see Aquaman. Now, um, Jason Momoa, I, I would marry you in a heartbeat. Just saying. <laughs> um, I'm straight, but I don't care. <laughs> you are the man. Uh, there's a bit of a joke going around in, in, in the family at the moment where I'm in love with Jason Momoa. And it's probably true. <laughs> it's probably true. I'd have to I'd have to say that um, the fact that the, the the little changes they made in the Aquaman movie compared to the original DC comic books I, I'm I, I like them I think they've done a great thing with it and they need to keep it up same thing with what they've done with Wonder Woman you've done a great thing let's keep it up and yes I would marry Gal Gadot too just just, just saying she's beautiful anyway. Uh, I also, uh, oh, you know, so they, they thoroughly enjoyed Aquaman. Uh, movies are something my children love, and I, I love movies too, and I like getting them involved in in whatever I like. Uh, and it's, uh, when I've got a moment to take my children to a movie or experience something with them that is geek culture, I, I, I take it up 100%. Uh, my son isn't old enough to tabletop wargame yet or build models yet, but again, he got his first scale model by with his X-wing and his Tie Fighter, and just the look on their face is fantastic. If you if you were a father or a mother, and you are a geek and you want to spend time with your kids, involve them. There is worse things you could involve them in, and this is just one of the best things you could do. It is so harmless. It 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 is it just teaches. So many skills. I think that's the thing that people don't get right. And now my my wife is a complete and utter like yeah. She do, she's not a geek at all. Uh, she watches the the Marvel movies and the DC movies. That is it. She has never seen Star Wars. She has never seen Back to the Future. She's never been to a con. She's never t- gamed. She doesn't like video games. She makes fun of things that I do that aren't inherently geeky and. There's not a lot that she can share <laughs> with the kids. Oh, I'm sorry, like she she can experience, like share moments and experiences with them, like we all do, as every 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 parent tries to do. But in sharing such a deep love of a of a culture and a hobby, I think makes something just it's magical. It's amazing, and I'm not I'm not discrediting her as a parent. I'm not discrediting anything she does. It's just my feelings on when the things that you can do with your kids. If you've got more than one, do it. Anyway, I, I've really sidestepped my list of things that I'm going to talk about. But anyway, uh, let's have a look at what else I've got. Oh, yeah, that's it. We we sat down and we watched Once Upon a Deadpool. Thought it would be better for the kids. 
Yeah, could have been could have been a lot better for the kids, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong, Ryan Reynolds as uh, Wade Wilson, Deadpool, thoroughly enjoy it. Beautiful thing, and oh my goodness, it's just it's just always good seeing a like a like a different point of view of a of the same movie. And I don't think we've ever ever really seen it, except when you've got like movie like TV edits that you see. Uh, like I think the the one that I, that I always stuck out in my head was Forrest Gump, and there, there was lines and scenes from that movie that I remember watching on VHS as a young as as a person, <laughs> and then it being on TV. Now in Australia, Forrest Gump has been on TV more than any other movie in history, but anytime it's on TV, they they cut certain words out. They they try to keep it so it's not as you know you know bad for listening ears even though some of the things that comes on tv these days is there's a reason why i don't watch game of thrones and that's yeah we won't go there um i'll probably will watch it one day just thinking i don't know i'm probably I'm, I'm probably copping a lot of flack right now <laughs> i'm gonna see the people who are listening here he's a geek and he doesn't watch game of thrones what the hell seriously that guy needs to get a life like probably you're probably right and i'm not you and you're not me so let's leave it there uh, another thing i um wanted to talk about when it comes to recently watched movies is the the live action uh, disney movies coming out uh we got aladdin we've got uh dumbo that's another one coming out relatively soon uh that's i think that's on the 20th of march it gets released in australia uh, it's a live action. Tim Burton's taken that one on, which I think is kind of cool because I can just imagine the elephants on parade scene done with a Tim Burton-esque sort of feel and creepiness. And there is no Johnny Depp from what I understand. I think he's branched out. Uh, let's go. Uh, Colin Farrell <laughs> will pick you. Who's Again, he's not a... He's not a uh, He's not shy of doing a, a live-action movie based on Disney because uh, he played Miss the the uh, the father of the lady who wrote Mary Poppins and Saving Mr. Banks. And I think he done a fantastic uh, job of it, playing an Aussie. And that, not that I think that's really I didn't know that. What about uh, Mary Poppins? Was that it's based on events that happened in Australia? which you cannot get more removed from proper English culture than rural Australia pre-World War One. Was it World War Two? One of the two. Pre-World War One. We'll go with that. I'm going to stick with that and I'm going to own it. Okay, as I'm saying, it's one of those things where it's like, wow, did not know that. Did not know that at all. All right. Let's move on again. I like saying move on. And that's because we know what's going on. We're going to move down the thing. Now, we're going to talk about one thing that has been definitely on my uh, watch list of late. And if you haven't heard of it, is a YouTube channel called Star Wars Theory. Now, they came, they've been in the, in the news, sort of. <laughs> I'm going to say the news. I, look, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say the... Star, the Star Wars theory 
uh, YouTube channel has been in the news because they they came out with a fan film which is more of like a mini series. I, I I'd like to think that it is a mini series, and let's make sure that doesn't autoplay on me. Oh, good. Now, um, now his YouTube channel is fantastic. Uh, I'll definitely put a link on it. Like I, he doesn't need the help because he's got fifteen. So, no, 1.5 million subscribers. I've been a subscriber of his since he was about 10,000. And I'm not trying to just put it out there. But anyway, um, in the description of his YouTube channel, uh, it says, I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Join me for every Star Wars, comics, fan fictions, lore, character analysis, novels, news, and more. Uh, I did say I was going to stop talking about Star Wars. I'm sorry. I really am. But... Uh, I make myself laugh too much. Uh, oh, man. I, I will try to do better. <laughs> but anyway, he, he's... Uh, there. He's, okay, he done a Vader fan film, uh, episode one, Shards of the Past. You can see it on his channel. Uh, it's ad-free because he's legally not allowed to make money from it. Uh, and you can, you know shoot him an email and all that sort of thing he does mailing and that sort of but the best thing that he, he does news and he talks about things uh that really it helps it helps the community it helps him obviously but getting ready for the new movies coming out the theory and law that come into it is fantastic i love being able to sit down and have a like a heated discussion about star wars lore and and all of that fun fun stuff it's always good 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 uh, but he's also got like a bunch of friends like he, he uh, High Ground Gaming Spiffy Nerd Herd The Lawmaster Star Wars HQ Cosmic Wonder Swall uh, sorry Swall Wars Theory and Layers Lair They're, like, he's part of the community and that's what we're just like us we're, 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 we're part of a community here like, as I said we're, we're friends of Wargaming Recon which is the longest running uh, tabletop wargaming podcast that I happen to do a lot for I'm their sound editor, and I've been on the show a couple of times. I'm really good friends with their with their co-host, not their co-host, far out, their host, uh, Jonathan J. Reinhardt, and uh, Alex pays me, well, he should, when I remember the senior voices. But anyway, um, and uh, another really good friend of the podcast is the Oz Network. Now, the Oz Network is... Uh, it's basically it started off with the first ever radio show that I worked for. Uh, that's right, I used to be a radio presenter, uh, and uh, the that was called. Uh, well, I'm trying to remember now. Uh, uh, Jab Schoolies, I think. It, no, no, it was the EC Schoolies Hour. That was what we did when we were in college, and then during the the holiday breaks, we we it was called the Jab Schoolies. It was it was. Yeah, it was Josh, Anthony, and Ben, Jab Schoolies. And then after that, it was The Brink, which it was essentially the breakfast show for the, in the Brink on Edge Radio, if that makes sense to you. If it doesn't, I worry about your sanity. Anyways, um, the... As I was saying, oh yeah, so the... So my main co-host, also one of my, He is my best friend. Uh, we've known each other for years and we've worked together. We've we've uh, done a lots of things together. Uh, we tried to get the Olympic Games to Hobart. No, it wasn't Olympic Games. Yeah, we had an Olympic bid that we tried for. But then we went, oh, let's be a bit serious here. 
and then we tried to get the Commonwealth Games to to Hobart and Tasmania, and um, yeah, it was, we've we've been weird. We're, we're separated in distance mainly because he's now living in New Zealand. I'm living in New South Wales. Uh, we met in Tasmania, so like we've sort of gone our separate ways in that regard. But we still record often together on uh, so on the Brink podcast, which is part of the Oz Network. Now he does a number of other podcasts. Uh, uh, hold on, let's go to that. let's let's have a look at this because this is something that we we want to to talk about. Oh, I wasn't going to talk about it. Hold on. I'm typing away here. You guys can just sit there and go blah. So oznetwork.com.au is the website. And it's loading. No, it's not. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I've just given a shout-out to a business. This is an advertisement firm. I'm going to leave this in. As I said, it's going to, I'm going to keep it as raw as I can. Um, uh, hold on. The qualifying lap. Seriously, this guy's got some really good... Uh, yeah, I'm typing. Um, here we go. Uh, here we go. Qualifying lap. Wooshka. Wooshka. Okay. Um let's find here okay now so the qualifying lap is a is part of the oz network visit the show's website let's go there all right give me a sec get in there oh. uh not now okay so a uh, couple of podcasts that come off here we go i found the oz network uh, you can just find it on facebook.com slash the Oz Network or at the Oz Network. Now, they're... Not now. <laughs> I'm not logged into Facebook on this on my recording computer. But, uh, okay, the oznetwork.net is the website you want to go to. Um, so, uh, they have a number of uh, podcasts where they uh, do a bunch of bunch of things they've got uh they've got tv they've got uh so oz network television on oz network podcast which is the brink which is one i go on a lot uh the oz network movies qualifying lap uh 007 which is about uh you know james bond and just seriously he uh, does a lot of work into it he's a journalist so he knows what he's talking about uh, he's a fantastic radio presenter. I've worked with him for years behind the mic, and I, I'll tell you what, if you want someone as talented as him, go check him out. So as I said, that's the oznetwork.net, and I'm oh, sorry, I'll, the oznetwork. Yeah, I said, that's what I said. Uh, the oznetwork.net, and if you want to follow him on uh, Instagram, check out hashtag OZN, and that's how it's going. Yeah, anyway, that's it. That's it. That's that part done. We've talked about him. We're done. Ben, I've, I've shouted you out. Now, each, hopefully moving forward, there'll be a promo for the, for his network and also uh, for Wargaming Recon. Now, uh, as we'll finish up with YouTube and all the other um, social media stuff as I'm speaking about. Next up on what I wanted to talk about is what I'm going to be getting next in my geek acquisitions. Now, as, as you know, I'm a tabletop wargamer. 
and playing World War Two as a war gamer is something that most of us have done. Now, uh, mainly if like uh, if you think of the things like Flames of War. Flames of War is a 15mm tabletop World War II war game, which has branched off into Vietnam, uh, uh, World War Three, as other modern day... Uh, I think it was the 12-day the war. Is it 12-day war? Six-day war um, in the Middle East. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't come out with a... Um, uh, what's it called? Desert Storm book yet but that would be cool but anyway i'm not talking about it. i'm not talking about that what i'm talking about is bolt action 28 millimeter it's done by warlord games and i have had a few games of it so far i own some infantry that's all i've owned uh but at the one of the sponsors we actually have a sponsor it's so cool um one of the sponsors of the show they'll when i say sponsor there it's like any sponsor you hear on any internet thing like you got audible come get this you got this you're gonna get this you know it's the same sort of thing we have a referral code for mightyape.com.au uh and from them they i was able to get the bolt action u.s starter army uh currently on sale up until valentine's day i believe and i do it's gonna be a fantastic build when i get it i'll definitely uh, put some photos up on the on the on the instagram and on the facebook and so that, that's going to come with a lot of gear in it there's uh three specialist weapon teams 32 individual infantry unit uh in, individual men uh to build and for those who don't know much about building uh tabletop wargaming miniatures in most of the case it's it's pretty straightforward the only qualm I have with with Warlord games and bolt actions is it, yeah, it's not so straightforward to build their infantry. But anyways, I do get a couple of vehicles in it. I get a half-track. Uh, as I said, I got the US half-track. And, and a Sherman tank, which I'm, again, one of my favorite tanks during the World War II times. Uh, I went with the Americans mainly because everyone else I know plays with Germans. And it's always fun to make the, the accent while you're playing and again we do that we're gamers we make silly things that we go so so that's coming up in the next in in the next sorry it's called my next geek acquisition and i'll talk more about that next week um now uh yeah i believe that's everything i wanted to talk about today uh one of the segments i want to start with moving forward is called the geek question now, I mentioned earlier in the show that my wife makes fun of something she calls geeky that I do that is not necessarily, oh, I don't think is a geek thing at all. So my question to you, the listeners, is what things do you do that someone would say is geeky but you don't think is? Leave your answer on my Instagram page or on my Facebook page. And we'll talk about it next week. We'll have some fun, have some laughs. The funniest one will definitely win something. Please let me know. Uh, hashtag the... When you do it, hashtag the geek question uh, in on the Facebook and Instagram page. But that, that's it for today. Uh, thank you for bearing with me for the last 45 minutes and taking your time to to give this show a go. It will constantly improve. 
I've got everything here set up. Like I've got all the gear. I've got a professional mic, professional recording system. I've got everything. Like that. It's just the content that will improve as time goes on, especially when I've got more people on here as well. Uh, we've got some interview requests out at the moment. If you know anyone who would do well to come onto the show, please send me a DM in the Instagram or on Facebook, and I'm more than happy to chat with anyone who wants to, to come on and you know help out the show uh give some great content and you know just benefit the geek community thanks for taking the time i am really really appreciative of everything that everyone's done uh you know what i'm going to continue on with the the way i like to close out my my podcast keep sucking those oranges and good night hey guys i'd just like to take a moment to tell you thank you thank you for sitting here and listening to game of lives podcast Game Alive's podcast was presented by Josh Shoebridge and produced by the Hobby Desk Australia. It is hosted on Simplecast and all rights are reserved by Joshua Shoebridge for 2019. For more information, visit gamealivespodcast.simplecast.fm.